The House of Hades, Chapter 53, Annabeth. Annabeth had never been scared of the dark, but normally the dark wasn't 40 feet tall. It didn't have black wings, a whip wing. Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. A whip way out of stars. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I just I can't. Sorry. Oh I, my god, that was the most devious laugh from Neva ever. I don't know why saying. I couldn't let that go. I know, I know, I know. It was so subtle too, and I don't think anyone else would have noticed. But we just listen, have to listen so intently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, anyways, welcome back to Return to Camp Half Blood. Um, Neve, Ava, how? Mm. Are we? Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. I feel like the busiest... All right, speak for yourself. No, I, <laughs> I'm not trying to flex, but the busiest week of my life is now over, and I'm excited to go back to focus this past one. Yeah. Um, it really was a busy series of weeks, and now, like, everything feels like it's going to get manageably busy rather than like out of control because basically I just like procrastinated a lot last week to like a detrimental degree but it didn't have too serious of a long-term impact like I had an exam that I did not study for that much and I was like I'm going to kill myself but then it was actually I got a 93 so I really don't know what I was freaking out about um and that made me feel a lot better and my parents were coming for the weekend and I always am like so nervous when they come because I'm like hopefully I need to like I just need to do things with them to make their drive worth it um, and I think that worked out and now I have a lot of stuff to focus on still, but I feel like I have a better handle on it. So Yay. not trying to brag, but well, well you did. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm very happy for you. However, I am currently like, you know, when you're so mentally, physically overwhelmed that you're a little lightheaded. At all times. Because that's been my day today. Um, and I just... I am a little delirious. I'm ready to hit someone. Um, but overall, my mood is pretty good. I mean, I'm... I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm very busy. And I have so much to do. But I'm not really having any, like... I, I judge my mood by, like... How I... Like, are there any, like, big conflicts going or like, like interpersonal conflicts yeah mm-hmm. and i'm just i'm straight chilling with those so word you know I, I, uh, thank you Braden, how are you i actually resonate with that a lot where i'm like i'm actually precariously balanced on a tip of a needle <laughs> but also like it could be worse you know yeah. like i am drowning under the like weight and pressure of everything that i'm doing currently right. it's a lot but like None of it's, like, going badly. I just am not taking care of myself oh, preach. <laughs> enough, you know? Like, and I'm, I'm trying to be right. It's like, I really need to go grocery shopping and, like, things like that. I'm just, like, slacking on. Um, yeah. I already I, told Brayden, yeah. I was like, I'm probably not going to come home until after people are asleep tonight because I have just some shit to do and it's going to be an all-nighter. And that's... <sighs> yeah, it's just, like... Things are getting done. I'm really kicking into tech week for the show I'm 
directing and that's Mm -hmm. a lot. It's a lot. I was mapping out the schedule for that Mm -hmm. earlier today and I was like, I absolutely don't know if I can... It's so much time and at the same time, not enough time to tech a full musical. Mm -hmm. So... um, who knows what's gonna happen there? So true. it's gonna go well. I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud of my work. I'm very proud of everyone I've worked with. Uh, I have a great team of designers, yeah. and uh, my cast is great. Uh, I met the musicians for the first time today, and they're, they're all lovely. Good. So, um, but still a little drowning. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. But at least we have returned to Camp Half Blood. Yay! <laughs> this week. We will be di- dissecting, discussing, and disseminating. Oh my! Uh, House of Hades, chapters fifty-three through fifty-six. That can't be right. No, it is. <laughs> it is. I, I. We're so high up in the numbers that I can't even if add you, do count four at a time. No, if you need Roman numerals, I got it. It's one of the only things I can do. Is read uh, those fuckers. Through the theme of mortality. Word. Real light, digestible yep. topic. Light, easy, simple. Yeah. Um, in terms of light, easy, and simple, it is my week to summarize. Slay. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> I almost called you Brayden. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Yeah, I'm not. That's it. All right, go ahead. Okay, so here's the sitch. They're on the brink of this abyss, and Knight is there. And Mm -hmm. she is big, scary, but kind of hot. Oh. Is what I gather. (laughs) That's fair. Um, And Annabeth is like, oh, this this is above my pay grade. Mm -hmm. Let's just, like, we have to trick. She goes back to some classic tricking tactics. She's like, who's your favorite kid? We meet all of her kids, and they all start fighting because who's her favorite kid? Who's the darkest? And then they jump, and they plummet, and they run really, really fast. Um, And then they jump again, and then they're at the doors of death. Great In the heart of Tartarus. Two seconds to spare. Preach. (laughs) Sorry, that was a hiccup. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, no. It just sounded painful. It did. It was a little painful. (laughs) That was good. It was, uh, this was... These were weird chapters. Very strange. So short. These were, these were weird chapters. Because the beginning part was just like, let's have some hee-hee fun with monsters. Yeah. Which I personally... We're just kind of... We should say our songs first. I'm just saying my thoughts now. Oh. But no, no, keep going. I just want to hear what you have to yeah, say on this. Yeah. yeah. Um, this felt like it should have been a lot bigger than, like, a hee-hee fight. Yeah. Because it felt like this was, like, it's literally the concept of night and darkness. Yeah. Like, turned into, and obviously, the reason that it has to be a hee-hee moment is because they're not going to win. There's literally no other way And, like, that is what, like, the last couple sets of Percy and chapters have been giving when it comes to Rick's writing in this book is, like, if I have them continue on if I continue on these chapters there's like like they have to die because there's just so much being thrown at them right now that like if they like this situation has to be something where like 
they trick them into getting away. Otherwise, they're literally going to die. But it just, like, I don't know. Because it, it the way that the story's been paced, like, it doesn't make sense for them to be able to fight this monster. Mm-hmm. But, like, I felt like it should be, it should have been more of an arachne moment when it mm. wasn't. Yeah, it feels like a waste of the characters. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, this could be because much Because Arachne was character. tricked, but, like, she got, like... Moments in Mark yeah. Athena, you know, like it yeah, was a really a like it was a big moment for Annabeth and for Iraqi. Like you really got to, and this was just like a petty little like who's your favorite kid and darkness is dark moment. Like she was weirdly easily trickable for nice. this like super villain. Yeah, yeah. I did think it was interesting in the way of like she is night. She is all this all powerful full being. She lives in like the abyss. She doesn't talk to anyone. Yeah. You know, like, I was like, I like, it does make sense in a way that it's like, she can't have the best interpersonal skills. She's a little manifestation of the nighttime. That's true. She can't get out a lot. Yeah. She's not well traveled. No. But it's interesting at the same time that the third chapter in these, this set, like chapter, what is it, 60, 60, 50, 55, 65? I already forgot. Um, 55 was like kind of also one of the most beautiful chapters yeah, I've ever read in any it's of like, these books. We get these like this like throwaway like he he and then they jump and run. And then it's like they get to this river and it's like, oh my god. It's incredible. Yeah. And it's exactly what we've been talking about this whole book. Yeah, exactly. Confronted. And like we get Annabeth's uh obituary that she writes her own obituary, yeah. which is like Beautiful. We'll talk about that more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what songs do we pick? Mine is 17 by Marina. Um, I, I feel like the song kind of speaks for itself. I mean, it's a little obvious in their ages, but it's like about like the tragedy of turning 17 and like the tragedy of like the, the, the death of youth. Um, mm. But it's in Marina's like fun like gothic pop yeah way. Mm-hmm. I um, love that. I know I've I this is like the the second Marina song I've I've used in the past couple of weeks, but because it's really fitting yeah. for for these Tartarus chapters. Mm-hmm. I think mine's funny. <laughs> what is yours? Okay, so it's drumroll please. Okay, Remember. thank no, you. Okay. Um, <laughs> Stairway to Heaven, but specifically the heart rendition. (laughs) Like they sang it live. It's the third one. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, First of all, I love heart. Second of all, um, I think it's hilarious because instead of um, drop off to hell, it's like the opposite. I like that you did it for the bit, but it also kind of just really works. Mm. Yeah, it does. I did. I did Stairway Heaven is a great song. Tis. Especially that fucking rendition. I've never oh. heard the heart version. <gasps> oh. But listen on our break, because I'm actually just really yeah. curious now to how that <laughs> sounds different than the Led Zeppelin version. It's so True. good. Anna and Nancy Wilson are... Um, Ava's, like, actually crying. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> False, but I've, I've seen... Heart, well, no, I've seen Heart in Concert once, and I've seen Anne Wilson alone a second time because I'm just they're so good they're so 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 good 
Um, yeah, but that's my that's mine. Me. My song pick is ooh. Did I use this before? I don't think so. <laughs> My song pick is ooh. ooh. It's, it's not this book. It's just I might have used it before in a past one, but who knows at this point? It's Know Your Enemy by Green Day. Mm. Um, I don't. Th- I don't recall you you playing this song before. Mm. I feel okay. like I would have known. Yeah, great song. Just a beggar. Um, one of the most fun to do in American Idiot the musical, which. Um, but yeah I thought it was interesting just totally talking like it kind of fits both halves of this set of chapters of like the the like infighting between this family that's like you know competing to be the favorite kid and then also like Annabeth viewing herself as an enemy in what she's done or hasn't done really um I guess is more what she's fo- what is focused on in this chapter is like what she didn't do to save these people in her life. So that is my pick. That yes. was a, a really interesting and beautiful um, observation. Thank you, Brady. I have just a, a, a question spurred by it because um, American Idiot, the song, is trending on TikTok right now. Mm-hmm. Um, do they say the F slur in American Idiot the Musical? Mm-hmm. They do. Oh my uh-huh. god! Oh wow! In the production I was in, it was like it's not a like it's not a character that says it. If that makes sense, everyone says it. No, <laughs> a person says it. It's like a soloist, but it can but be anybody oh, in the cast. Okay. So like. When they originally did American Idiot on Broadway, which was like 10 years ago, I'm assuming that this wasn't thought of. Yeah. But when I did it in like 2018, the director purposely gave it to someone who was A, part of that, part of the LGBT community, and B, comfortable with saying that. Mm. Like, we had like a whole... No, I did it at a different... <laughs> it's not a prison that we can talk about, but I did it at a different theater. <laughs> I, was I, 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 I was trying... I was, I was, I was asking... I, cut it out but I was asking <laughs> who um but if, if, show, if I knew the, the person the who show it. allows it like in the script it can just be any member of the cast who wants to do the it's like a separate little call out in the song holiday that like any member of the cast can like take on saying that so Word. it's like really just like whoever's comfortable but it is in there I mean I'm sure you could probably just not do it but it's really in there I, you guys have seen the trend with it recently right yeah no. where it's like they say me censoring the slur but instead of censoring the F slur the line I won't cross is I, I, I will I'm not gonna say that word on this podcast <laughs> that, that, that will be our line with yeah, um, explicitness fair. yeah that's um, slurs is where we say maybe well not. I mean okay <laughs> we're, we're never gonna say any other slurs but I, I won't say the slur that I can say um <laughs> I'm actually not 100% sure it hasn't been said on this podcast before. I My feel like either I, I have said it or Robert has said it. Oh, that's um, fair. I didn't account for guests. Yeah. Um, we've had a lot of gay people on this podcast. So true. Um, but it's instead of censoring the slur, they're like, oh, censoring the slur, and they, they censor out America. Because <laughs> do you know the line, Ava? It's maybe I'm the blank yes. America. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And also, to be clear, Billy Joel Armstrong is is a queer man, and that it is okay in the song originally, too. <laughs> we're, not try, we're not trying to cancel Green Day on this podcast. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, so, yeah. 
What are our the uh, rest of our what are our favorite moments of of these chapters? The, the last two, because yeah. the beginning it's like very like going back to the original series, and like that was a fun little moment. But it again to me just felt like this is such a final boss of a of a enemy mm-hmm. for yeah. you to just like get away so easily like this. And like yes, it's funny, but it just didn't feel like I don't know, didn't feel like enough. But then the last two chapters were like oh. How did a person make it across there? Yeah. No, literally. I still. We. <laughs> we never okay, get we get I have to know. I'm hoping eventually we get answers, but he is weak. No. Um. Like now, because of how much he's gone through, not like generally. Generally, yeah. he is not very weak, but you know, with with what's been happening. Yes. I, in a weird way, don't. I agree that that Nyx was wasted as a character. Yeah. But I don't think. Chapter 55 would have felt as impactful. Chapter 55 and 56 would have felt as impactful without two chapters before that. That felt very like the original books. That's true. I think I think the playing off the like this is how this is how we used to get through everything when we literally when we were 12 and couldn't really fight anything at all like yeah. the battles quote unquote that Percy wins in the, that first book are accidents yeah he doesn't mean to other eat, than Ares kill it, but then that's the at the very end of the book yeah and that's like the growth yeah ugh that made me kind of emotional. That was so sweet. I know. I so, when Neve gets emotional, her like bottom lip quiver a little bit. And Aww. I, guys, sometimes I hate how well these people know me. <laughs> it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. It's literally terrifying. We've known each other a long time. Oh my god. Um, True. But yeah, I really agree with that. That's really sweet. I, I wish it wasn't that character, but it is true. I don't think that we could have preceded those chapters any other way. Yeah. Especially since it goes so. Like, I feel like in the Heroes of Olympus series specifically, Rick is so hesitant to bring up past events from the original series yeah, because he wants true. it to be like, it's you thing. don't have to read this to read this. But this, like, this, this brings up everything. And this book, this yeah. book is really like, I, this is, this is hands down my favorite book I agree. so far. And I love I think Mark overall. Of Athena. It's so good. I loved Mark of Athena. The last Olympian will always have a special place in my heart. But this book is really fantastic. It is like, it is this book, Last Olympian, and Titan's Curse. Mm. It's all the dark ones. (laughs) I also have a soft spot for Battle of the Labyrinth. That's the most like random one. It's so random. But I remember remember when we read it, I was like, this, like, I could barely remember details from this. I also kind of still don't remember. Like, after (laughs) it's been long enough since we read it that I don't remember it anymore. Like, we could finish this podcast whenever it ends because Rick keeps writing new books. (laughs) But, like, we could reach the end and then start over, and I would have completely different thoughts because it's it's been literal years. It's been almost like three years since we originally started. Or two years. I don't know. It's over two. We've been doing it over two. Over years. two. I would also because we started no in March 2020, so yeah. we're coming up on three. We're coming up on three years. Jesus, I would also have no idea like what happens in some of them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're talking so about the ones you ones you haven't read yet, or the ones we have read. We have read. Okay, <laughs> there's so much content. I'm yeah. gonna forget some details, even yeah. though we just read these shits. You know. Yeah. I say that um, um, with love, Rick. You're not listening. I just read these shits. 
parentheses with love. With love. <laughs> no. Uh. Uh. Her. Preach. Let's take a break and then we'll come back <laughs> to talk about the theme of mortality. All right, we're back. Uh, I realize we haven't like talked about any of the announcement, new announcements on uh, the the Percy Jackson TV show in a while. Um, and Ava doesn't know the cast members that were just announced. So we're going to look at them now. Oh my God, a surprise. So um, Jessica Parker Kennedy is Medusa. Oh my God, she's so pretty. I don't know her. She was in The Flash. I have not seen The Flash. I, I've seen it through my brother. Okay. Like my brother loves The Flash. Okay. Um, and my fam- whole family watches The Flash. So I've like watched episodes here and there. You would have a Flash family. Yeah. With my love. family loves the the, C, the CW uh, DC shows. I can't get into them. Oh, interesting. Um, Suzanne Cryer is Echidna. Okay, cool. Um, and Adam Copeland is Aries. He is fine as hell. Wait, he is, what has he been in? He is, a, he is a WWE wrestler. Oh. But he's also been in... Um, he he was in why. Haven. I did watch some of Haven. The Flash. And uh, the Vikings show. My parents oh, watch the Vikings. He just looks like a different actor right now. He does. He looks a lot like someone I can't even think. I can't think of who it is though. To me, it's like a Broadway performer. Yes, he, he looks like Tamutu. Oh, I was gonna say he looks like kind of like Adam Pascal. Oh, <laughs> little what? bit, little, little bit. bit. No, hold up. Let me. But that's exciting, regardless. I know. It's really cool. They really just are making this show, huh? They really are. They really are. Um, it's going to be so cool. I thank God it's actually finally happening. I'm I think very he looks excited like, about it. Wait. I think he looks like this guy. To those of you who can see with your eyes. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hello. I think he looks just like him. They've also just announced um, some updates on, on filming. Um, as of yesterday, Halloween, and they're con- they're currently continuing principal photography, which will probably go into mid January. Wow. Um, and so that kind of gives us an idea of the timeline of how how things are going to go. Which it's crazy how how this show is basically announced right when we started this podcast. Yeah, and we've seen it go through like casting to filming. Um, that's so real. And it's crazy. Yeah. All right. Damn. The theme of mortality. <laughs> For our first episode of not House of Halloween, um, House of um, Thanksgiving. <laughs> but do we want to give Thanksgiving that much? House of Thanksgiving. House of... House of... Holidays! Ho- House of Holidays. There Yay! we go. Wait, yes. Because, yes. The House of Holidays. <laughs> mortality. What are our thoughts on mortality? Mortality. <laughs> mortality. To celebrate the House of Holidays. Mortality. mortality. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are you questioning about mortality after these chapters? Uh, I thought it was interesting. I didn't know the mythology of like day being the daughter of night. 
And so now I'm like, ooh, what does that say about like, like, uh, life and death? What day came and night. first, the chicken or the egg? You know, but it's like, what came first, day or night? And it's like we know now that night apparently came first. What does that say about its relationship today? Does that make day inferior in any way? Does it make it less experienced? Does it make it less legitimate? What does it mean? It is also crazy how um, Abrahamic that is. Yeah. Like the first line of the Bible and God said, let there be light. True. Is that the first line of the Bible? It's not the first line, but it's like one of the, it's in in the first first part. It's in the first section for sure. I know. However, yeah. There was, there, I know that there was something about a, he did a bunch of things. Yeah, he, create, he created the earth in seven days. Something like that. And then there was light. Sure. Um, not, I don't want to watch the Bible on demand. That's, I just want. You, that's why you never click on the ads. Oh, it's, it's line, mm-hmm. it's, it's li- line three. In the beginning, God created heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of, of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. That's hilarious. I mean, it's not. I mean, okay. And God saw that light was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. Mm. He called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning. A first day. Funny how night rhymes with light. But also, it's <laughs> um, <laughs> not my contribution, I promise. Um, oh no, I, I did kind of think it was funny. I was like, let there be light. And there was light. Like, it's just so, like, <laughs> the translation is funny. Um, but yeah, no, that is kind of weirdly Abrahamic, but it makes a little sense, like, in a way of, like, these are two relatively Western. Like mythology bases, uh, yeah, they they're coming out of yeah. literally almost exactly the same geographical region, yeah, um, which is like the Near East region. Yeah. Um, so that's and, interesting. I- but it is like really telling about how these mythologies and these religions and this history all informs one another. Mm-hmm. That's like who's to say if like it was in Greek. In ancient Greek practices, day was always considered the daughter of night. Mm-hmm. Um, who's to say if in the first draft of the Bible, it said, actually, probably someone can say that, but I'm sure there's actually someone out there who knows the answer to that. When I backtrack, I'm taking a step back on that. But you know, like, who's to say if like that was informed by like what ancient, what these other religions had thought about mm-hmm. um, day and night. Or if in the the like translation or retelling of these these ancient myths that it got adopted that um, day is the daughter of night because in the Bible uh, day comes out of of darkness. Hmm. Yeah, it's just I I feel like I want to go research that more. Yeah. Because I, I just don't know that myth at all. And I'm very curious. I mean, the biggest like thing about mortality in these chapters is um, the obituary. I mean, yeah, it literally opens that one chapter Annabeth has. That was crazy. It's like beautiful, too. 
I don't, we never like read sections on this podcast, but I kind of want to, because if you're not reading along, you just need to know what this obituary is, because it's like so sad. It really yeah. is. Um, instead, Annabeth's heart seemed to slow down. Between the beats, she had ample time to write her own obituary. Annabeth Chase died at age 17. Ba-boom. Assuming her birthday, July 12th, had passed while she was in Tartarus, but honestly, she had no idea. Ba-boom. Died of massive injuries while leaping like an idiot into the abyss of chaos and splattering on the entry hall floor of Nix's mansion. Ba-boom. Survived by her father, stepmother, and two brothers who barely knew her. Ba-boom. That was devastating. Yeah, that one hit really hard. In lieu of flowers... Please send donations to Camp Half-Blood. Assuming Gia hasn't already destroyed it. I, like, as reading that, like, started to... I could barely get... It's it's the the two stepbrothers who barely knew her line, and in lieu of flowers, please send donations to Camp Half-Blood. Devastating. It hurts. In lieu of flowers for my funeral, please do not send donations to... Insert... Be Pierre College. <laughs> Stop. That's so. But it was. Oh my god. Devastating. Yeah. Emotionally devastating. Yeah. It really was. And then it's like. And then they're holding hands and like running through the darkness and they can't open their eyes. It's just like really like a beautiful image and like tragic and yeah. like. It's just really encapsulated, like, how they're always just running from death. They're running from darkness. They're running from night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's been their whole lives, particularly, like, Annabeth. Yeah. She's always been, like, the earliest image we see of her childhood in these books, and in the first book, is her as, like, a child running through the night. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> it's like this like beautiful like like she's always been running through the house of night. Damn. But but Percy help helps her jump into hell that is a little less bad. Literally, how did he make that jump over the river? The river plays such a like crazy role in this too. You should be talking about the river of pain. Like being just everything that they say to Annabeth. And bringing up these like old characters who have who have died. Yeah, being like that's where the murderers go. Like you. Like you. When like, you know, we've talked about this was interesting because as soon as I saw that line, I was like, oh, we're gonna get back into the like our monsters people debate. But no, it was like the 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 fellow like her peers that she had watched die and like how responsible she was for that. Yeah. And it was like, oh my god, like that is so. Because when you think about, like a lot of them that were mentioned happened in the last Olympian, like that era of the series, and I thought it was interesting that they chose Annabeth to put that blame on rather than Percy, because I think Percy is an easier person to like try and compartmentalize. Like he was there for a yeah. lot of those. Like he would like he was the narrator through a lot of those deaths, and like he, but like Annabeth was someone who was at the camp year-round. 
she was like a re- like she knew those people who died in that battle much much better than Percy did. Yeah, especially the ones like people like Michael and Selena. Yeah, Selena. And like Luke, we knew, but like like the the other like characters that died in those series, like that it was a lot more impactful to put that guilt questioning onto Annabeth, someone who like serves like not as like a mentor, but like you know she was a really established person at the camp when Percy was just, she, he was powerful, but like he didn't know these people as personally as she did. Yeah. God damn it. And like the most interesting part, like she blames herself for Zoe and Bianca mm-hmm. because she got kidnapped. Mm. Yeah. And, and the thing is like, if Percy blames himself for Bianca, but he doesn't even really blame himself for Zoe. Like he, no. he feels bad, but like <laughs> yeah, he yes. didn't. He doesn't take that guilt on. He only his his guilt over Bianca is primarily related around his relationship with Nico. Yeah. Um, but but like, Annabeth is like, if I had never gotten captured, then none of that would have happened in the first place. And, and like she like, couldn't have helped that. Yeah. She was kidnapped. Yeah. You've been kidnapped. <laughs> they were what in Titan's Curse? Fourteen. Yeah. Like they were little in Taken. Titan's Curse. Yeah. Very little. <laughs> the main takeaway of Return to Camp Alpha. <laughs> they are so little. They're so little. <laughs> the little so little. L I T T O L. Little. Yes. The little. Um, there's also like not to get like meta and gross, but like the mortality like uh it was such a reminder of like the baboom, you know, the the yeah. the, the heart the heartbeat. Mm. It was such a reminder of like you can only think so much between your heartbeats and you only have a limited amount of heartbeats. Oh. I know, I know, oh I know. Oh my god. No, I know, but I was thinking it and I, it had to come out. So, I, it just sent me on a little spiral. I was sitting in our like little cafe convenience store like reading and I was like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> like I hated it. Um, <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Anyone want to go wawa? <laughs> Before we move off this topic, because I don't know if anyone has any more thoughts, but I one of my last thoughts was just wanting to go back to the survived by people who barely knew her and like what obituaries oh say about the people who survive you. Mm. And yeah. I was like, oh, that is so horrible and like like just like devastating in lines. Because, like, you know, she she doesn't die. But if she had, like, that would be... It's like, how are you remembered? And, like, I feel like a big part of her, like, writing that is, like, the things that she wants to be remembered by are not only just not what she will be because of what, like, the world understands, but, like, then the next line of, like, send donations to Camp Half-Blood, which might be destroyed. Like, everything she wants to be remembered by in her mind right now... Is not a guarantee. Is not, is not a guarantee and also, like, could be literally just, like, wiped from the planet. Because, you know, she... I feel like there was also an understanding in this, like... When I read those survived lines, I was like, oh, because if she dies, then Percy is also probably dead, you know, yeah. in this situation. Because they're, like, you know, both going through the exact same experience... So like everything all that she her would, friends are gonna everything die. she would want to be survived by is like not there. But the one thing that yeah. that has the most chance of surviving is that what she is supposed to find important and what yeah, like exactly. but the world doesn't. and like legally they'll be like enter 
and parents her grieving family and siblings who, like, didn't know her at all. Yeah. Which is so funny because, like, then that also brings me to, like, I don't know, like, demigod mortality versus mortal mortality. And it's, like, I feel like demigods, like, in this situation are at, a, like, such a disadvantage because, like, you don't have the same kind of, like, your legacy does get lost in translation, kind of like how you guys were talking about. Yeah. Like, so how do you, like, almost, like, establish, like, a double legacy? Like, that must be so much pressure to establish a legacy that you're satisfied with both in the mortal world and in the magic world. I mean, it's, it feels a real, like, the, like, biggest, like, real-world, like, analogy that this makes me think of is just, like, how you can be remembered, like, really successfully, like, in your field, but that doesn't mean everyone will remember you in a weird way. It's, like, mm. you can be the best watchmaker, but unless you so are another watchmaker and know or know a lot about watches, that, that doesn't mean anything to anyone else. Mm-hmm. I really like that you chose watchmaker. I don't know. Watch. I don't know why that was the path I that I it. went down, but <laughs> I felt like some some like a simple skill had to be the like. That's true. The oh, thought yeah. of like what you're remembered by and that element of mortality, like how you survive, used to way so heavy on me. Me too. And it really... I don't know if it's just like I grew up or like... like I, It just doesn't anymore. Yeah. Yes. But it does. used to be like such a... And I feel like, like... How will I be remembered? Yeah. It used to be like such a like heavy thing on me. Like I need to do something incredible. Because like then... Because I, I don't know. I, I feel like <laughs> there was something... Oh my god, I don't remember what John Green book it's in. I blame John Green. He wrote some shit that was like, like, I've, I want to say it was the Fall of Our Stars, but it wasn't. It was like maybe Paper Towns. It was just something about like being remembered and like, like that, like you truly die when everyone forgets about you. And I remember being Yeah. 14. Oh, wait, what is that? What book is it? But like, I, that's I not a John Green too. book. I thought it was no? a John Green book. I don't think, I mean, he I don't think so. I don't, unless, unless it is literally the fall in our stars is the only John Green book I've ever read. Mm-hmm. I read a lot of them, but like, I remember that idea weighing really heavy. And now I'm just not, not as concerned. It was like Annabeth is. It weighs pretty heavily on me, but I'm just so busy with college that I haven't really, you know. That's real. Um, uh, There's a Banksy quote. That's like a bigger. That's a different though. It was in a book and it was like a concept. I can't remember what it was, but it's fine. Um. It really, it weighed heavy on me, but now it just doesn't anymore, and I feel like that's growing up somehow. I don't know. Maybe. But that element of mortality is interesting. I feel like Annabeth cares a lot about that. Yeah, I mean, that's her whole thing. Like, that's her hubris, and Mm -hmm. yeah. It really, I mean, it reminds me a lot of literally the musical that I'm currently directing. I literally, as the words were coming out of my mouth, I was like, this is very Tick Tick Boom. (laughs) This is exactly what what Tick Tick Boom is about, and like legacy and um how we but like 
the the final song in Tick Tick Boom is louder than words. Yeah. And I was struggling throughout this process to understand what that song meant. And it hit me the other day, finally, like in one of our run-throughs. And the the chorus is um goes, Cages or wings, which do you prefer? Ask the birds. Fear or love, baby, which is the answer? Actions speak louder than words. And that those lines always like, this is some poetic ass shit. Like, <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? And I had a realization the other day um, that was like, it's asking, like, the, the, question, the song asks all these que- questions about, like, why do we, why do we do that? Why do we fall in love? Why do we play with fire? Why do we follow leaders? Um, isn't this all silly and stupid? And the, the question that, that he comes to is don't do the things we do out of fear, do them out of love, but you don't have to say that act with love, do the things you love. Mm -hmm. Don't just say that you love things. And like throughout the play, he's it's it's the true story of of Jonathan Larson who uh, had one big hit and then passed away, um, and he dis- d- makes the decision that like he's to stop being a composer because he is afraid he won't be a great composer, but because he loves writing music and. That really just felt very resonant with these chapters in that, like, Annabeth is dealing with, like, I've done so, so much. And I'm so... And, and like, it's, like, in this way, she's, like, not afraid of dying anymore. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. she comes to term with, so with, like... I'm not afraid of dying. I'm afraid of, like the love like not fighting for the things I love anymore with that like turn that can't yeah. have the line mm-hmm. where it's like if I have to go please let this still be behind me yeah oh that was so good for <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic no preach and I really like intellectual monologue mm, but... it was beautiful <laughs> I'm Put that sad. on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was very it pertained a lot to our senior year as well. Yeah, is, that oh, is why that, no. Yeah, that is that's why I picked oh, picked the, the show, obviously. Uh, <laughs> well Well Sass, sass Moments. Hey, I have uh, mine is <laughs> You miserable tourists. <laughs> my second choice it was very good and that whole like monologue rant that she goes mm-hmm. on is really funny it's she's so funny mine is the very last sections of the chapter despite that annabeth managed to smile managed to smile their goal was in sight they had a titan with a broom and a very loud kitten on their side that had to count for something <laughs> the idea that the, that was funny little bob being loud is like that's enough i also like that like she did feel like he she needed to include little bob Oh, yeah. Well, he's a critical part of this process. That's true. (laughs) Mine is in 53. Um, 
Of course not. I would not let my horses eat you any more than I would let Aquas kill you. Such fine prizes. I will kill myself. Oh, don't kill yourself. We're not that scared. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was really funny. <laughs> it was so, she's like, what? I, I, of course I didn't mean I was going to kill. <laughs> that was actually incredible. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, who are our votes for? Next. She deserved more. I'm tempted to second yeah. that. Like, why not, right? I'll give it to Annabeth. But I do, I wish that character got more. I'm also going to give mine to Annabeth. Bird. I do feel, I feel like one, one takes care of her. Yeah, that's right. Um, vote off. Ooh. Rick, how did Percy jump across that river? Rick, how did Percy <laughs> jump across that river? He, Annabeth goes, you said it's 20 feet. And Percy goes, no worries. On the back. We're going. How the fuck did that happen? Yeah. That's the only reason why you get to the top. It's just how did that happen? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I choose that too. <laughs> they're, they're really good chapters otherwise. Like, yes. they are really great. But and I understand mostly they, we don't have they had enough to get other out things the, doing bad. They had to get the, out of the scenario somehow, but how did it work? I'm gonna put off. Because that's good, but I but these chapters were really good for like three months. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um I'm gonna vote off onion rings. Word. This there's not bad. sitting right. I had some before we recorded and like I don't know why I ordered them. <laughs> onion rings are nasty in my opinion. They're, they're they have a bad texture. I like an onion straw. What you know like the what like the that? little onion rings when they like You'll have it sometimes, like, on a Reuben. What? You know what I'm saying. Onion straws. Oh! oh like I don't the... like onion... There is nothing ever that would inspire... Like these. They're, like, almost... Uh, they're almost, like... Oh, like, yeah, like yeah, the crispy fuck. onions. Those, are, those, those fuck. Those fuck, <laughs> absolutely. Those fuck. Those are good. Um, we'll post a picture. But... <laughs> I think any... Anything that includes just, like onion that I have to bite oh, into. Oh. It's like my almond joy thing. Nothing ever makes me want to bite like un- into an onion. <laughs> 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 no, but I, I, I no, but I agree. Like, it's like they're too, too, too much onion. Into an onion. Ugh. Too much onion in most onion ring. That's why the straws are good because mm. it's it's more fried than onion. I th- kind of thought it was all fried with essence of onion, but I don't maybe I haven't had one in a while. It's like someone, it's like, like you're in a room and then in the room next door, someone goes, onion. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> onion rings. They're so big. Like I even know. when I Why eat. Why are they like, so big? When I eat risotto, you know, you know risotto, I love risotto has chopped pieces of onion and I intentionally so make sure that I don't size. bite down on the chopped pieces of onion in yeah. risotto. Cause I'm like, that's gross. Neve does not like to bite into something. <laughs> I have chalk teeth. I, I could do like an onion ring, like like a funyun. Oh, I funyuns aren't real. Funyuns are chips. I love funyuns. They also fuck absolutely. Yeah. Mm. All right, folks. <laughs> That's all for this week. Join us next week where we'll be discussing chapters fifty-seven through sixteen through the theme of control. Make sure to follow us on social media. We are at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. And we also have a coffee account and a Redbubble store and a website, www.returntocamp.com.
Fuck them onion rings. Fuck onion rings. See you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>